It's a Daily Talk Show, episode 276. you got Periscope Pete in the building. Hey team, thanks for having me. Peter Shepard, what's going on? Not much. I'm just <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah. In the neighbourhood. Been mentioned on a few episodes recently, so I'm happy to, to come in and have yeah. something to say, hopefully. Well, you've, you've been my walking partner yes. of late because <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted Tommy to be my walking partner, but I feel yeah. like he's my partner in everything else. Yeah, I don't want to be yeah. your walking partner. You need it's, some separation yeah. at some point. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, well, what you've turned into, Pete, is his counsellor. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Who needs a psychologist? Yeah. That's the, why the, I don't need a psychologist. The though. conversation goes to Josh's friends. Josh says, oh, I'm going walking with my friend Pete. And then Pete says to his mates, I'm going walking with my eccentric mate <laughs> this morning. It's, 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 it's my client. I'm going, <laughs> listen, I'm going listening with a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going listening. It's, it's pretty cool because the, like, the conversations that you and Josh have or we have, we have on this podcast, it's like people are con- converting that into money, mm. which <laughs> is unbelievable. Yeah. It's such a new thing. I guess people have been charging for fucking psychology sessions for years, but <laughs> now we're just like, there's people who just have something amazing within them mm. and they're making money out of that because they're bringing value to someone else. It's essentially what you're doing, but you're not getting paid for the Josh stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the YouTubers, I've noticed like people putting up, um, uh, what are they called? Like a schedule where you can book in time for them to talk, but they keep it really low level where it's like, oh, you know, it can be a coaching session or oh. if you just want to chat, right. which is sort of so like... you pay the YouTuber to have a conversation yeah, with you. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Which I think is maybe a bit much. It's it probably, it feels a little bit like I get that they need to make income yeah. and people definitely, and the way they frame it is like, it's a great self-development opportunity and it's also yeah. a great way to become friends. Don't you think that's a bit weird? I think the friends thing is weird. I think if you're adding value as a YouTuber yeah. and like, this is my experience and yes, what's yeah. helped me get to however many subscribers, yeah. you're adding value. Yeah. But like if you want to hang out and be my friend and I'm going to charge you for it, <laughs> yeah. that feels a bit odd. You're basically an escort without the sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, what you're doing. I mean, what's it, I mean coach, how do you define coaching, Pete? I'm going to move your mic up just a tad. Do, there there we go. Let's make it even more. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Perfect. Let's get it right up yeah. there. <laughs> coaching, how do you define it? Uh, it's a good question. I, I actually struggle a little bit with the terminology, coaching. Mm-hmm. Because I think it, it can conjure up a lot of images of bad experiences that people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I, I define coaching as like someone, a coach is someone who is curious, someone who mm-hmm. asks questions. And what's different to me between a coach and say a mentor is a mentor is usually relying on having an answer or mm-hmm. having experience that will help someone. Like in that example with a YouTuber, if it's like I've developed 100,000 followers, this is how you could do it. Mm. For me, a coach is someone who doesn't necessarily have to have had the experience mm-hmm. and, and know how to do the thing that this person's doing, but they are curious and they can help someone through that and help them by asking questions and by supporting them and having accountability to help them get to where they need to go without an attachment to what that thing is, what that mm-hmm. outcome is, if, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. I think I could get behind like having a, a coach. What's the first... Like what should you be looking for when you're trying to find the right coach? I think like anything, it's looks. It's <laughs> good looks. <laughs> yeah. That's how you pick your, pick your client. I, should, I thought we were talking yeah. escorts. Yeah. We're talking coaches. Yeah. 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 yeah, so good looks first. And yes. then it's basically just, to me, it's like a connection with a human. Like, mm. do, you, do you feel like you want to have a conversation with this person? Mm-hmm. Do you mm. feel like they are someone who's trying to charge you to be their friend? If so, maybe that's not the best fit. If it's more, I see I could get value from this person because they seem to be interested and curious enough in what I'm doing, mm. then that is someone who I might want to work with. Mm. So I think it's it's like anything. Josh has had some pushback on psychologists. And I, I think about like 
you as a coach, do you think there needs to be sort of stars aligning with an individual so it's like right time for them in their career, right time for you in your career, right experience levels on either side yeah. where it kind of just hits together? Because I think, what, you know, you can find a coach who is like you're questioning their experience. You don't want any of that stuff on the table. Yeah. Mm. So do you think there needs to be this like – synergy or it just won't work yeah i think so i think uh, something i think about is and while I'm, I'm definitely not a psychologist i imagine the logic is similar in that not everyone needs a coach in fact no one really needs a coach but people need a coach in the right moment with the mm. right opportunity in the right frame of mind it's not that it's like a must-have for success but a lot of people get a lot of value out of having someone at the right point in their life with the right context and the right conversations mm. that they can have they get a lot of value out of that so mm. it's not that it's mandatory so I would definitely not push it on everyone. Yeah. But if someone out there thinks that they need a coach and they have an idea of what success looks like for that relationship and they can define that to a coach, then a good coach I think would say, oh, okay, I can help you get there or I can't but I know a guy called Josh and he could probably help you get there. Mm-hmm. Is your being in the world of coaching, do you hang out with a lot of coaches? <laughs> is that like, is that, have you noticed that all of a sudden once you started this profession, it's like, oh, hang on. Like all these other people are doing it as well. Yeah, I think – so I have a, a group of friends, I guess, and coaches that I hang out with through the Alt MBA mm-hmm. that we work with sort of four months of the year. So every quarter we run that and we all hang out essentially online and, and talk a lot. But I think the other thing that I've noticed is I'm not necessarily hanging out with people who I would define as coaches, mm-hmm. but what I notice is that this posture of coaching exists in almost any role. Mm. Like I would say a lot of the work that you guys do – is part of coaching. Like we coaches. You're asking questions yeah. of your clients. You're trying to get them to define success so that you can help them solve a problem. Yeah, it's very like true. That's a, that's a coaching posture. It's yeah. a curious posture. So I think it's less about uh, I surround myself with people who call themselves coaches, but more about I'm noticing people like you two and other mm. friends of mine, they might be in corporate roles mm. who help clients solve problems, but they're starting to do it with more of a, a coaching mm. philosophy. I think it's a 97. Can you set up that thing for me for the YouTube thing? <laughs> if people can take either a friend chat or a coaching chat, we'll sort that out friend later. Chat. Is this costing me? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think there's a book that uh, Michael Bungay Stainer. Uh, what a name. Yeah. What? Michael? Did you make that up? No, Bungay Michael Bungay Stainer. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think it's called The uh, Coaching <laughs> Habit. Yes. Which is all about this Radical. sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, the coaching habit. Yeah, I think he's a, is he an Australian guy? He's an Australian dude who has a business in Toronto, but he's done like, I think it, maybe TED or something similar, yeah. like Google Talks and stuff. Yeah. But I filmed him like last year. Oh. He was doing something with Dr. Jason Fox. Remember, mm. TJ? I feel that he mm-hmm. like, has like the best shirts, this guy. It's got like super, it reminds me of like, you know, like the librarian librarians always have like sick Australiana style. Like if I can look at it, you're like, oh shit, there's a koala and there's a bit of gum tree. Yeah. He had that that sort of vibe. Is it, they're still an occupation? Librarian. librarian. Yeah, like, that's a good question. Like, uh, who are they? And I reckon it'd be the sickest job. I would, I would love to be a librarian. I could, I could name ten other jobs that would be epic. Not saying librarians bad. If you're a librarian, be sick. No, but just think like you've got all of this knowledge and a whole mm. lot of quietness yeah, and um, downtime. Yeah, no, but like, I don't reckon there would be downtime because imagine every single day you'd come in with a different obsession. Like I would be <laughs> say that whole knots thing. Like I was I was wanting to buy a book on knots. And I looked at the reviews and they're like, this is not for beginners. I'm like, not for uh, beginners. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Was the book, are you talking about knots with a K? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got into knots. Yeah, well, so there was this book. It's like called the Amanda something. <laughs> oh, uh, knots book. But anyway, no, because I went down this rabbit hole of someone said, um, I just typed in knots onto Amazon and I started reading the reviews and then someone had said in an acronym, this is definitely not at the standard of the AMD Knots book and I was like, "What the fuck is it? Oh, yeah. I need the AMD Knots book." Yeah, you've come across then, a subculture. Yeah, <laughs> and so, but if I was a librarian, I'd 100 percent be in the corner, just with a book and a piece yeah. of rope, just fucking <laughs> trying different, trying different knots yeah. until someone needed to know the whole fucking Dewey <laughs> system or where I, they. I think it's. I, I haven't been to a, a library recently, but a friend of mine went in. I think it might have been in Christchurch. They opened a new library after. The earthquakes yeah. a number of years ago, and apparently it was like amazing. Yeah, like yeah. All technology driven now. There's no, all like I have in my head this old school system where you go and like type a little book code into a computer, and yeah. then you go and find it. And you have to like scan the, code. which is, sounds fun. Also, yeah. I I actually maybe my love of it comes from when I was in primary school. I would if the t- if my teachers weren't on yard duty, so I couldn't hang out with them. I would do the book stuff. So like I would. I've always been a bit of a faux reader where it's like I collect but I love books. Mm. Collected all the Goosebumps books that were my brother's. Never read them. Never read them. Um, but also big in the librarian thing and back in the day, big into the librarian <laughs> thing. That's not what I meant. But um, do you remember the old barcode readers where oh, it was yeah. like a stick and you had to like do that? You, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. old school, old yeah, school. And you'd be able to look at um, on the back when the last time it was – Booked out yeah. based on the stamps. I did like yeah. that, looking up a book title, seeing it. It's like at the movie store too. It's, it all used to be sort of hands-on. You'd have to be searching through. One was a, even like a paper, you'd, a folder, you'd open it up, find where it lives. Yeah. I always just used to love walking up to the counter and saying, have you got this in? Yeah. And then they'd just type it in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. It's here. Or, no, come back next week. Yeah. yeah. And then you walk around the store aimlessly. Like, yeah. what could I watch? How today? many? Like the movie store. How many books are you allowed to take out at a library at once? Do, you, do we know anything about libraries? I mean, we're three blokes who haven't been to a library. <laughs> yeah, but I was just wondering, like, is it. Um, and why do, why do I buy? Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. Actually. <laughs> like, why? Why are we have a problem, bro? Yeah, if the library has all the books that you want, yeah, why is it that we? I don't quite understand. There's like twenty dollars fr- on. Dude, there's board. free libraries now. You can rock up. But that's one of your all old libraries books. are free. No, 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 yeah, but ones that you don't have to give a card to. You you put your book there and take a book. Oh, nice. But they probably don't have your books that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, that's more like that's like one of those community things. But I think the idea is that you. You put, once you've finished it, I guess you put yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Take, put one, take one. Maybe yeah. that's what I can do with yeah. all my. Um, have I given you a copy of some of the books that I have? No, Pete. I can I just go and grab yeah, the box? Yeah, go, to show please do. No, Pete and I will just have a. We'll have a conversation. Quick catch up, Pete. I was looking at your website. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a stage piece of banter. <laughs> um, what's a noodle? A noodle. Yeah, on your site, it's like noodles. I, I was like, it, yeah. can you order black bean here? <laughs> what do you got? What's on? I think of noodles as like thoughts. Okay. So for me, I've, I've used the phrase, I don't even know where it came from, of like I'm noodling on something, I'm thinking about something, I'm okay. trying to unpack something. Okay, and, so it, and you landed on noodle. I've landed on noodle and I've doubled, tripled and quadrupled down on it because of conversations like this. People are always like, what is that? I mean, it's similar to like Gronk. Yes. Uh, I've seen that being used fairly frequent and it's now entered a lot more. It's taking off. Uh, yeah. All right, we're just getting a whole oh, b- bunch of books so getting dumped. So here. I had the Josh idea a while ago of starting a, a bookshop with you, my favourite books. So I have 
Oh my all God. of these books that are all the... Do you like Austin Cleon? I do, yeah. actually. I really like Steel Like an Artist. Well, it's a great book. We've got heaps of them. There's so, so many. Yeah, you, you've almost blocked out Pete's face oh, with no, the you can stack still, of books. You can still see him. Morning, great book also. Anyway, so I, yeah, I had this idea. And we've spoken about it on the Craig Harper episode. I think we spoke about it on one of our many walks too. Yeah, so I, I you were coaching through the hoarding <laughs> habits. He said, "This is what happened. I ordered a thousand <laughs> books, and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> what should I do?" So I should, but um, please take uh, one of each and all that sort of thing. Yeah, G- conspiracy. Jimmy's just looking in the corner over there. Which yeah, put there. it's actually probably it looks nice on the desk. Yeah, it should there be is <laughs> used as decoration. There is something that's um, Thanks, Ray, be calming about one? books. So mm. on writing by Stephen King, but. Something interesting, I actually, I've listened to the, this is the dumb bit about it, mm. if there wasn't already a dumb bit. <laughs> the dumb bit is that I, um, I've only listened to the audiobook. haven't read this actual, okay. like, mm. and majority of the books are, books over there. Yeah. There's a problem, there needs to be a cap. I mean, we've spoken about this many times. My solution was, um, you know, a T on the whiteboard, one side is bought one side is red nice. and so you've got to just if there's more on the bought section between the, the rather than the red as in you've read them yes you can't and buy you, any more and so you're not allowed to buy them yeah it should be one impossible. in one out because you're always going to but it should be one in one out why would you need to yeah, I, yeah there's I, actually no point uh, your co-host i was listening to your latest episode the uh the the tall and the short of it, the long the long and the short, and the short of it. <laughs> I was just thinking of your height. That's <laughs> when I look at that, I'm just like, you've totally done that based on your height, right? Yeah, Deliberately. Yeah. So you, well, Jen is how tall? She's five foot one, and you're six seven, and I'm six seven. Yeah, so, so there's that. But there's also the long and the short of it is like a phrase for when you like explore an idea. Yeah, and you look at all sides of it, the long yeah. of it and the short of it. Well, she's a hoarder, as she as she, she pointed out. Yeah. Well, she buys books too. Yeah, and has bookshelves in her apartment. And she lives in New York. I could imagine her house is her apartment's quite small for New York because yes, they're all they're, very they're small. All small right? Her walls are just books, but she keeps them and takes them out years later and reads them. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing is that there's no going back with mine because I'm underlining every book that I read. Yeah. yeah. So once I've, it's sort of like putting a mark on it, which is like you know what, like I'm taking ownership of this book now. This this. No longer is the author's book. This is something else. This, this is, is a, this is a hybrid. Yeah. But the, one of the hard things is if I decide to one day go down the whole Conmari thing, no one's going to probably want my books. Right? Have you written in all of these? Oh no! No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I haven't signed them. That would be there's a. I know that there are people who will give out books, but they sign which, but they sign them, but they're not their books. I got yeah. given a book for my birthday. One of Seth Godin's actually. And my mate wrote in it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe I take this to Seth Godin and get him to sign it, sign it when we're in New York. Yeah. And then I was like, but someone else has signed someone it. Else has already He'll signed. be like, what the hell? My <laughs> mum used to do that and write a nice message inside the cover. It's, that's it's lovely. I actually have a, a book that I was given in 2004 called uh, Screenwriting um, or maybe it's called Screenplay by my teacher and I still have it. And it's like I love that because awesome. it's like – it's one of the few things I have as like proof that I actually cared about that shit. Hey, like, what what it's obviously this excites Josh, and you, you can see like if you watch this podcast, listen to this podcast, you see the sort of ebb and flow of Josh's excitement levels in life. I mean, we probably won't be talking about books this hard in a hundred episodes time, or maybe I don't know. We've seen it come in and out of what he's talked about. Yes. What what excites you like this does for Josh in terms of books? Just life, <laughs> what like. 
Are you, no, yeah, I want to double down on the books. No, no, no. no, no. I'm trying to move away <laughs> from books. It was actually very impressive. Yeah, I enjoyed it, it. Is there anything that gets you going like this? Yeah, I think honestly, like conversations like this yeah. and mm-hmm. meeting people like you two and others all like all around the world. I think what's really cool at the moment and a lot of people talk about this is like outside of all the bad that people look at with the internet is it also opens all of the doors to all mm. of the people mm. and you can surround yourself with the smartest people in the room by putting in a podcast yeah. or watching a YouTube video yeah. and all their content is free. Yeah. Mm. Or you can go on Reddit and just <laughs> and wallow yeah. in the shit. How did that fad go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, still on there? No, we still post. We still no, we still, post. Yeah, we still post the episode. Mr. 97 said, oh man, do you know people are actually upvoting? I didn't have the heart to tell him that that was me. That was just, <laughs> there's already one upvote every time, which I think is him posting it, and then the second upvote is me. Well, wasn't so. there a time also where you reviewed the podcast on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. demonstrate, and it's the one that I looked it's yesterday. The it's top, the one that sits. It's there. so upsetting. Tommy Jack, there's Tommy Jack, great banter, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Can we I mean, fix that? If you if you're enjoying the show. Please give us a review on iTunes. We never ask. Pete, do you have... Because I think like that answer, I, I get it. I enjoy the conversations too. And yeah. I've got lots of friends that I think are similar to you where it's like that is what fuels them. Yeah. But what about like l- legit hobbies? Like we're getting <laughs> old. No, seriously. Because I think about this. My life is pretty much making this podcast, doing a business with Josh, having a f- wife and yeah. a baby. No time and, for yo-yos and, and doing Rubik's the gym. Cubes. So it's like there's a lot of time spent on just fucking keeping alive and keeping sane yeah. that I should probably factor in some fun shit. Yeah. Are you doing fun shit? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think like I would reframe that for you in, in terms of, I think the work is the fun part. Yeah. Not to say that I have a life without any other fun parts, but. Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely think I've created that. Yeah. But then I also go, what, what about a break? Yeah. yeah like yeah. what's my break? What's yeah. your break? Is that so, every time the delivery man comes with another book? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what's the, are you guys hiring? <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Like for me, exercise, going to the gym, that sort yeah. of thing is a break. I have a, a community of mates that we all sort of work out together most days. What came first? the mate? Like were you mates with them and then joined that gym or did you actually turn gym people into mates, which I've never heard of? Gym people into mates actually. Fuck off. Believe. Dude, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty amazing. Bree, like we went to Bunnings the other day and she s- said hi to someone. I said, who's that? And she said, that's someone from F45. Yeah. yeah. And we nearly stopped. What's mm. the conversation with someone that you – because the Collingwood one's so small, so it's not like they're having real yeah. deep conversations. It's, or it's funny. That happens to me too in Richmond. So I train at the one of the CrossFit gyms in Richmond and mm. you see someone walking down the street in a suit and you're like, yeah. how do I know yeah. that person? They look usually, different. Yeah, usually they're yeah. in you know, activewear. And so do you, do you hang out with them outside of lifting shit? Yeah, like we, we grab a coffee on the weekend. We mm-hmm. go out for a beer on a Saturday night. And yeah, I've, I've sort of got a, a small group of mates through that. Mm. And so that I guess that would be one of the things I would your outlet outlet I think travel as well like I'd love to to go on holidays and travel and you know hang out with my girlfriend and mm. we watch Netflix every now and then or go for a walk watch a movie I don't know I'm trying to like I feel yeah. like I'm living a boring life no, no, no I know what you mean but it maybe, sounds like some maybe sort it's of like rom-com. from the industrial <laughs> era where people weren't in love with working on the factory floor the line yeah. and so there was you know, this pursuit of things outside of work. Whereas yeah. now a lot of people have converted their sort of work into their life and and all of that. So it's the escapism is well, a side hustle thing. as much. Yeah. So I mean Seth Godin, who obviously talk, comes up a lot in this podcast, he Are tells you dad. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me that. Legitimately, yeah. He's not I've him. met his son Mo. Yeah. Have you met Mo? Yeah. Nice yeah. guy. Yeah, really nice guy. Yeah. 
and yeah. very smart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he tells this great story. You'd be shattered if you, you didn't have a smart son. If you're Seth Godin. <laughs> <laughs> and as the son, you'd also be pretty flat too. You'd be like, Come on. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm not intelligent. What's going on? Yeah. So he tells a great story of him being on a laptop in, a, in the Bahamas at a hotel or something. And a couple walked past and he heard them snigger like, oh, look at this lowlife. He can't even relax when he's on a holiday. Was that yeah. too sad? Yeah, I think she muttered yeah. it to her partner. Okay, yeah, heard. great. But and he thought to himself, <laughs> better to create a life that you don't feel the need to escape. Yeah. Right, like they live yeah. a life where they have to escape work and switch off where yeah. he's like, I, I enjoy the work I do. So I can come to the Bahamas, surround myself with a different environment, but I still enjoy doing my work. I, I love yeah. that because I've got like Brie would – go crazy at how much like especially early on i've gotten better over the years but just being on my laptop yeah or like, even like when you were traveling yeah. recording the podcast yeah right? exactly but that you was you need something like i even find filming at family events like christmas is actually my way of getting through it and enjoying it because <laughs> yeah. otherwise when i'm just sitting there and just like i can bitch to be a bit flat but yeah. i like i get up and i'm creative and yeah, yeah. and so you yeah you were kind of we're, we're really in this time of meshing together yeah these like these you know these parts of life yeah. to make life more enjoyable. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of doing it in a different environment. So I guess the travel would be mm. one of the things that I would say is to try to go to new places. Mm. How, do you, um, how do you merge like with the whole friendship thing? Mm. Have you introduced your friends to your girlfriend and how does that happen in regards to you, you start hanging out with people at the gym? Yeah. Um, Brie and I have done it maybe half a dozen times where it's like you've been able – you've made a friend with one person yeah. and then – all as a couple, you've ended up like going and hanging out. Yeah. Um, have you have you actually systematized? <laughs> have you you've got a system process? Has it happened many times? Well, it's actually it's funny because I actually met my girlfriend at the gym. Oh wow! Yeah, so she was one of the friends uh-huh. that I met and started hanging out with, and is now my girlfriend. So we have a similar group of friends. Oh, so that's like community. so that so you're all friends. Like so, you've got a group of friends. Yeah, but having said that, I mean, like anyone, there's. Mm-hmm. There's often I have a friend that she doesn't really know mm-hmm. or maybe necessarily want to hang out with and, and vice versa. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I've got I've, – I've found that there's some couples I like one of them more so than the other. It's only because I don't vibe with the other. Mm. But on the weekend we caught up with um, Bodhi, my son's first yeah. – uh, time catching up with one of his mates from daycare. It's How is he one of his mates? Do they How recognize each other? Yeah. Oh, mate, they're, they're besties. They That's cuddle. Cool. They like yeah. always talking about each other. It's yeah. so bizarre. And so the dude who um, is this kid's son, uh, dad, he said, he said, fuck, mate, I, I can't even remember him being a baby. Now he's bloody got his mates coming <laughs> over. But I was like, that statement of like, having this transition between, you know, zero and fucking two, and he's already hanging out with his mates. Yeah. But this couple, we don't know them but we just really gel with both of them. Yeah. And so and but I've had other couples that we've caught up with where it's like I just don't it's just not there. Yeah. Which isn't bad. It's just mm-hmm. what the reality of it. Well, I imagine the reality is it gets even more common in terms of like if Bodhi becomes friends with somebody and you don't necessarily like the parents. Yeah. It's like and they don't like you. Not, well, we're not there yet because I still have a say. Whereas <laughs> when he's, you know, four or five, please right. can I go to Kelvin's? Yeah. Kelvin's dad's up. I don't <laughs> yeah. like Kelvin's dad. Yeah. yeah. 
Kelvin's dad's obsessed with money. <laughs> you just imagine Kelvin's the picture got of- more money than us. <laughs> yeah. I can actually imagine Kelvin's dad and what yeah. he'd be like. Yeah, I've right? got it pretty clear. He'd drive yeah. a Maserati. Yeah, he'd have a Maserati <laughs> and be like, "Tell me, how's business, mate? <laughs> yeah. How's the rev? You get yeah, your market yeah, share. Yeah, you yeah, get your market yeah, share. It's Tommy. always just talking profit and loss. <laughs> talking one thing on this P&L. book. One, one thing on the book that I um, only realized when flicking through is this which you wouldn't be able to see if you're listening to the audio only, but it's yeah. a black dot squiggle type of thing. What page uh, is that? It's, it's, yeah, so it's page 213. So, so 213 so in the book Stephen King on writing, there's a black, yeah, it's the pa- it's smudged. It's, oh, it's that. No, oh, I've got it as well. I've got it too. So this is what I'm confused about. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Is this, there's, is this an issue with the printing? Yeah, I that's, think that's 100%. G- I think you could get 43 refunds. Yes, <laughs> yes you seriously could. I mean, it's four years late. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> if you're watching, yeah, what's the deal? If this is the case, I want a full refund. I've underlined in all the books already. <laughs> no. If you've got the book, have a look. That's, yeah, if you've if got, maybe that's a way of knowing whether you've been gifted a book from me is based yeah. on if you have, if you do have Stephen King's on writing. That's bizarre. Um, if you can work it, because Seth Godin had an issue. Did you did you see that? I saw it on his blog talking about it. Oh, I don't know. The, the printing, he had a printing issue where it's like oh, a hundred f- of the first hundred were all back the front or something. Oh, this yeah. is marketing. Yeah. 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 Which I would have lo- like, I would be super happy. Well, that's what he said. He said it's either you want a new one or this is it's the a special collect- one. Collector's yeah. edition. Yeah. yeah. I'd be all for the collector's edition. Well, are, we yeah. t- are we talking about that book in this room? Why? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> one, Pete. No, well, it's so. I don't know if you saw the 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 Gemma episode. I've this decided to. Okay, so I've decided to donate the money myself. I just oh, felt yeah. bad. Coach him through it, Pete. Please. Did you? I, no. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's fine. Yeah, great. I'm all for that. Yeah. I don't need to coach him through it. Yeah. He's got this. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Did I appreciate you the, the reverse date? coach. Is, is there a new? Oh date? no. So this is probably the one I thing that's problem. Well, okay. You have I reckon a good deadline would be. Um, 50 days after I move into a new place. Okay. Okay. Is I mean, that a copy? Yeah, where are you up to? Let's, let's get uh, so, a sense, uh, so sense of where you're up to. Probably I've been more hype. So I'm over 50 pages. Is that, is that all? Over 50 pages. Do you know how long? <laughs> He's definitely not coaching him at this point. <laughs> do, do, do you know how long it takes? It so for people who don't know, I've d- I decided in December to rewrite Seth Godin's book word for word. Yeah. Uh, this is marketing. The anxiety, the thing is that- it's, it, I mean, it's impressive yeah, that you've committed to it. But, no, it's yeah. not. Dude, this is the problem. Yeah. You're hyping me up again. I'm like, you know what? It's just impressive fucking yeah. committing to it. I don't need to do shit to <laughs> yeah. prove to anyone. To be honest- if it was just you fuckers watching and listening, I'd be yeah. fine. It's the problem. The problem is that I emailed you Seth. <laughs> yeah. And so Seth is going to get, because I said end of December, it's going to happen. Yeah. He's, he's like looking forward to seeing it, which was, I saw as like a little bit slide troll as well, which is like, <laughs> yeah. I'll believe it when I see Good it. Good luck. Yeah, Good luck. Yeah. And so it doesn't, as long as I get it done, I feel like we can't have Seth on the podcast. Until, I can't. Yeah. I can't even send him an email. I had a great idea for something. Like I was like, oh, I wonder how Seth feels about this. I was going to email him. I'm like, yeah. I actually can't email anything. I need to go silent until this book's done. It's a big promise. I made the promise last year of making 100 videos. Made 25. And I and it was the, it's the public. <laughs> it, like it's when it's on a platform. We were talking this morning about yes. people making announcements or announcement videos about them about to do something. Yeah. There's, I think there's a real problem here because I watched about two last night, just random people. One guy's, you know, 
had a month off, guys. I'm back. Uh, yeah, this year, big changes. And he was just going into – he basically said nothing. He just <laughs> said he's going to travel <laughs> and make videos, which is what he did last year. Yeah. And so I was like – this is an announcement video yeah. about nothing. Yeah, I reckon if you uh, searched on YouTube, I'm back, or <laughs> I'm like back. The, the amount of in quotation marks, the amount of fucking vloggers would see, you know, guys. Yeah, I'm back from a break. I'm, I'm, feel, I'm you, feeling yeah. good. I've had six years off. Yeah. I've got a few ideas. I'm <laughs> yeah. feeling good about this one. Are you tempted to make announcements about things? Not at all. No, no. you don't. No. You don't tend to not do it. No, I keep them to myself. I mean, I, I, I guess announce things to myself in my head is in make promises and ideas mm. and sometimes set goals but I'm not one to publicly announce them. I think I wonder if I wonder if people have read a book that says making an announcement will help you like mm. be no. accountable to that. I reckon they've decided that that's the way to hold themselves accountable but mm. clearly it doesn't work. However, you your video that you created as a result of it mm. was hilarious. Oh, thanks. I thought. Well, I think that that yeah, you got to say me kicking did it look like it? It looked legit. Yeah. But then you said yeah. it wasn't. No, so it I wasn't. went back and watched it about five times. Yeah, the, I mean, we're video guys. We know how to <laughs> make video, a video kick. Real? Secrets if you don't yeah, I won't it, tell. Yeah. I won't tell. No, but we did it a few times. So we first tried doing it slow motion. and Oh, actually, no. Sorry. We started off with my leg being at Tommy's crotch. Oh, that's yeah. clever. Yeah, so and the reverse. Then and then reversing. Reverse. Yeah, but then cool. it actually worked out better of me just having the self-control to stop good. just before he's nuts. Oh, so that's what you did. Yeah. And I did the little jump. Very impressive. Yeah. 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 I speed ramped it at the very moment that we went out of slow motion. And so it made it look like <laughs> it went really ramp. far. Yeah, speed like ramp. Technical term. Pete. Yeah, no, I'm going to look yeah. that up later. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. <laughs> just noodle on it for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know what you, know, you were saying. You were going somewhere good. Yeah. What was I? Was it something about the um, uh, being I'm back stuff on YouTube? Yeah. Could have been. I mean the rabbit the rabbit hole stuff of clicking through and creating the stories on people. Mm. I'm constantly doing, which yeah. is even without uh, social media. Yeah. Even without social media. Well, I'm just finding other platforms. So okay. the daily talk shows. I was up seven percent on Sunday From on on social media. But no, I. I mean, here's the problem, right? With announcing. Anything, announcing that you're off social media. People do hold you accountable for stuff. So there is some, there is some sort yeah. of like flow and effect from the announcement. Right? Yeah. Whereas like if you really didn't want to touch it, which you haven't touched your own. So I'm actually proud of that. Yeah. You I, haven't done your own social media. You're on the Daily Talk Show. Yeah. But I, th- I think that it's probably part of it too, to your point, Pete, before about people reading it and then doing it. I reckon it's just natural intuition that makes you think that oh, I'm going to announce it if I announce it mm. and I reckon there's a bunch of people and it's been including myself previously which is uh, using the content filter constantly which mm. is like how does this look through the fucking theme what do they call it what's that TJ aesthetic the, no not aesthetic like the um, your Instagram has a certain Aesthetic, yeah. No, no, aesthetic. not aesthetic, the but it's like layer. people use a certain term, which is like a theme, but it's like it has a certain mood yeah. and um, it needs to – but anyway. Look and feel, yeah. Yeah, I know what you but mean. I think that, like, I'm sure you guys feel the same way. It's like it, you can announce it, sure, but why don't you just do it? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just show up and do the work. Yeah. I mean, and you don't need to announce anything. People mm-hmm. will, will hear about it and find it and see it and go, oh, that's interesting. It seems to be that he's doing this every week. Like we can figure that out ourselves. Yeah. You don't need to go, I'm going to commit to a weekly video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, it is all a part of story because I have felt like I need to do that to then do the next thing. Mm. And if that is the story I'm telling myself 
and it's true, then I may as well just do the first thing. I mean, that I yeah, battle with, like, I thought that video I put out was shit. But it's like the more I do, the more my fucking brain is just like, yeah. nah, not good enough, not good enough. Yeah, isn't, I mean, that's true of it, anything like creative, basically. I, I go through that, I feel like, almost every day. Everything I put out there, I'm like, oh, that yeah. was shit. Yeah, you know. But there's also the other thing I realize is my identity, the things I attach to my identity. There's people who are doing those things at a much bigger scale, mm. and they don't talk about it. Yeah. So like me, like thinking about like, oh yeah, I went to the fucking gym three three times, or yeah. I'm gonna start doing the the morning pages. And I speak to you, and it's like, oh yeah, like you just quietly mention you have to doing the morning pages. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck it. How long you been doing it for? He's like, ah. Oh consistently for like four years I think it's been about four years I'm like motherfucker <laughs> it's like here I am trying to like I like that's meant to be my fucking identity now <laughs> yeah. and Pete's just being low what do they say low uh, low oh, key low, low key uh, low key doing it for the four silent years silent assassin yeah. well I yeah. think it, that's the danger to me of comparison right? yeah. like mm. we we are always compare ourselves to usually Peter Shepard to, to Peter Shepard <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, I was going yeah. <laughs> we compare ourselves to people who are like on different trajectories or journeys or mm-hmm. telling himself a different story and sometimes it can cripple us yeah. and sometimes mm-hmm. it can't like the classic one is when we started our podcast jen and i listened to we all listened to it we both listened to a bunch of gimlet media work have you heard that spotify might be acquiring them mr 97 was acquiring gimlet yes i didn't know that no. for mr 97 just on the mic that's what, cool how much was it that 200 mil 200 million dollars wow, wow. You know I mean, who Chris Sarker will be happy about that. Don't they know they can just download the podcasts for free? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was okay. always the gag. That was the gag that um, when Facebook acquired WhatsApp, it's like, guys, it's a free download. <laughs> <laughs> but how is the yeah the stories we tell? But yeah, I was saying with the comparisons to Gimlet is like, like we could be crippled by that and go, well, mm. the Gimlet podcast is so crisp and so good and mm. so well done. And then listen to our one and go, oh, it's nothing like it. So let's just not bother or let's tweak mm. it or let's think about it more. But it's like, it's not a fair comparison because Gimlet Media have a different story. They've got mm. a team of people. This is their thing that they do. Mm. And we are just, you know, a couple of freelancers that are, that are doing this on the side of the other work that we do. So just it's a like Gronks story. making some podcasts. <laughs> a couple of Gronks. No, it's, tr- it's true though. This is my new company, a couple of Gronks. Um, <laughs> we've been talking about uh, being the exception mm. because I think we – we look to people in our field that are at the top. Yeah. They're probably just the exception as well. You know, they might not – what's what's their talent level? I don't know how much greater someone's talent level is than the next bloke who hasn't succeeded. Yeah. Um, yesterday we were talking about celebrity chefs and celebrity psychologists. Are they the best in that? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. They just have a different flavour. What do you think about being the exception? I think I, think I, I would agree. It's like there's – there's probably a bunch of vets out there who are better than the Bondi vet. I think that was mm. the example you used, mm. but they don't necessarily very defamatory. If I bet, <laughs> 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 they probably don't feel the need to or want to go down the path of being the vet that's on in the mm. media. And I think that the same is true of a really good musician or a really good writer or a really good podcaster. Is there's a consistency in the way they show up and they do the work that you can't deny. But I think there's probably a little bit of luck. There's a little bit of mm. timing. There's a little bit of the right conditions that all of a sudden makes them the mm. person that people look to as the expert. But there's probably people – there will be, I imagine, people that are equally as qualified, mm. skillful, talented that are in the shadows and still still trying to show up. And mm. So I think – I don't know if that – But what is the work, do you think? Because I guess part of it – so for, for podcasting, yeah. uh, I had the idea of just double downing 
Doubling down. Oh, fucking Jesus. hell. Can we just Sorry, get, Gemma. Uh, can we just write on the wall the words you fuck up that you need to now find the new word for, the right word for? What, what, what's another way of saying doubling down? Um, Focusing? Putting all my chips on this one thing. Or That's so funny. No, that was pretty it's long. long. It's long. It's too long. Now I'm hungry. Chips. Anyway. <laughs> But it's it's, it's also referring to poker, you know, the chips. Yeah, like I know, but I, chips yeah, okay. is many things. Um, no, the <laughs> what I what I was thinking is like uh, focusing on the podcast stuff, and then my initial thought was it means I don't need to be on social media, don't need to be here, don't need to be there. But is that part of the job? How do you define mm. when a project when mm. you're working on a project, which is the the things that I need to do versus the stuff that you don't need to do? Yeah, I'd, I'd come back to the question of what's it for? Like, mm. what is what is this for? And obviously, you would have a fair idea of what the podcast is for and what the intention is. You'd be surprised. <laughs> Still working it out, Pete. But then, so if you, you have an idea of, I know you guys have an idea of what your podcast yeah. is for and what this work is for. And so then it, to me, it's like, well, all of the superfluous stuff like social media, does it serve that mission? Mm-hmm. If so, awesome. Then, yeah, maybe that is the work. Mm. If it's not, which I think is the general, the general rule is, social media doesn't tend to serve us in the work that we do. As mm-hmm. a general rule, we get distracted by it. We go on deep ramp rabbit holes that we go down. But if it's serving the purpose of the thing that you want to do, I think it's fine. And I actually think the, the social media work you've done recently on the Daily Talk Show has been great. So oh, I think it, it is. Well, uh, the one concern I have with it is that we're trying to appeal and connect with freelancers, with people who are doing their own thing, uh, that want to connect in a bigger way. And if our hypothesis is that social media doesn't provide an authentic connection, um, is it the equivalent of me giving, feeding my kids bad food because they like it? Does that make sense? So it's like am I, we're being on the platform, but if we actually don't think it's good for us personally, mm. I, it just, I, I worry that maybe we should be looking at other other options. Yeah, like what's the trade-off? It's, I think the... It's a fair point because it's it's almost like saying yes to social media means you're saying no to something else. Yeah. So is there is there have you got clarity on what you're saying no to? Well, if I if I if I wrote a if I wrote I quit sugar. Yeah. And then I opened a lolly shop. <laughs> um, I don't know. It would feel like. What do you think, TJ? We, we haven't mm. spoken about this specific idea. I, th- well, I, I think social media affects your brain differently to me. Mm-hmm. And I think you're taking, and the reason you you're off is based on how it affects you. Mm. It's because everyone I follow are fucking dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> start, That's a joke, by the, the way. Start joke. from the top, delete them all. But I think it does because Gemma didn't really phase last week. We we're yeah. talking about this. Didn't really phase her. Mm. I think some the people who are probably some people are probably doing well based on the fact that it doesn't phase them, yes. and they're just. Next thing, next thing, next thing. Yeah. So then if that is a skill that you could develop, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you can. I don't know. You might be able to. Yeah. Yeah. It's but almost it's knowing yourself and your interaction with it. Because I yeah. think you're right. If it, if it serves you, like mm. clearly Gemma, I thought that was amazing that she was like, oh, I'm not really phased by mm. the, yeah. the other people and the feedback. And, and whereas some, most people, I think, like I said, the generalization is it's not that healthy for mm. us because we have an obsession with it. But yeah. if, you, if you don't necessarily have that, then I think it's a good thing. Or point. could you have, like I think even maybe to Gemma's point, Maybe obsession is okay. Maybe spending all the time on it is okay too, right? What's been your relationship with social media? I, 
I had a thought to, to retire when, uh-huh. when I heard you announce, speaking of announcements, yeah. when you announced your retirement on the podcast, I thought maybe that's something I should do. And so I've gradually, I, I think, stepped away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is, well, maybe stepped away is the wrong term. What I'm now looking at with social media is basically trying to use it a little bit like Seth uses it in mm-hmm. that it's a place for me to, lo- to share the work that I'm doing. Your latest post on Instagram, is that a per, our, the, where we follow you, is that your personal Instagram or is that your work one? I think it's, it's my personal. Because you got your, you got your rig out. Good <laughs> rig, solid rig, but I've never seen Seth post a rig photo. This is true. This is true. So I was going to say, where I was going with that was Instagram is the one platform at the moment that I'm still using for that sort of thing. Yeah. Twitter, I almost deleted. And then I thought a bit like you've been doing is like, what if I just posted the podcast and the blog there? Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Mm. Nothing really happens. So I might delete it. Yeah. LinkedIn's a little bit the same. Facebook, honestly, the, the main reason I'm keeping it at the moment is Instagram and Facebook is we get people that listen to our podcast reaching out and saying, mm. I like this episode and they share it. And I, I think that's really cool. Mm. So if I didn't have that, I'd, would think about deleting yeah. it because I, I, it doesn't add a heap of value to my life. But you're also in in rem- the thick of remote work, and doing that, it feels like network tools are more important. Yeah. So yeah. if if all the relationships that you're having are people in New York or all over the world, there is an expectation where it's like the only way that you're going to connect with those people, yeah, is is through these networks. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think the the I like that frame that I can now tell myself every time I jump on Instagram is like, oh, it's just part of me doing that, my work. Uh, how so? You've got Slack for is alt, so Alt MBA has yeah. started again. How many yeah. people are doing Alt MBA? So today it started. We've got three sessions. Each session has about 115. Wow. And so I'm head coaching one of the sessions with 115 students, of which so they're split into cohorts of 20. Mm-hmm. So basically five cohorts of 22. And two of those cohorts are in the Australian time zone now, which is really cool. So we've got 44, I think, Australian oh, wow. or people in the Australian time zone. So Asia, Pacific, New Zealand and yeah, Australia. It's amazing. It's really and cool. so sl- uh, is Slack the main tool that you guys are using? Yeah, so Slack and Zoom is the uh-huh. sort of – it's like Skype but it works is how yeah. I sort of think of it. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a, an open source essentially blogging slash forum platform mm-hmm. as well. And how often are people sliding into your DMs in Slack – Quite often. The, yeah. Slack, the Slack is – the overwhelm in Slack is real mm. at the moment for me. So, But it's where I do pretty much all of my communication. I mm. don't really do much emailing in terms of my business. Most of my business is through client conversations with Slack and with Alt-MBA, it's very central to Slack. Because, th- TJ, you've never had a job where you've really used Slack in no. a big way? No, never, never. It's, it's either just – succinct emails yeah. which you see the effect from people coming from slack into businesses that don't use slack to then how they email interesting it's horrible really so they're or like informal or just m- so many they're treating it like oh. instant messages so they send you a bunch of emails yeah That's which is, which i think is uh, it's like a bit disrespectful in yeah. some ways because it's like i'm having to sort sift through emails to find information wow. so i think yeah i think emailing People in there just fucking chill out. <laughs> yeah. If you're sending lots of emails, chill out. Just right. calm down. Yeah. Put, like, maybe don't send it and compile it into one and mm. then just cull. Because yeah. then if, if it's a communication tool, how can you be the most specific or straightforward in the communication style? It's true though. I mean, having you Slack a lot, a lot of people use it as like stream of consciousness. Mm. Like they don't yeah. even think that yeah. it's post, yeah, post, 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 post. So if you do that on email, that's 
That's horrendous. I think, what, what does that do for people? I think, f- see, that kind of stuff for me builds anxiety. Mm. Maybe do the same way uh, social media might, just yeah. like going through it's and just annoying. thought, thought, thought. Yeah, yeah go, having to sift through. I think in the right context, it's actually quite helpful. So yeah. I think of, because of a lot of the people that I coach, for example, are, rem- like are remote, they're, they're based in America, is I, like, I encourage one of the channels I call whiteboard usually. And I'm like, this mm. is the virtual whiteboard. So literally stream of consciousness, mm. go for it, just whatever. And I'll read it when I get time mm. and when I get access to Slack, I'll, I'll look at it. But I actually encourage in the right context thinking out loud mm. on Slack. And I think a lot of people find it helpful to just, just write and mm. get it out there. How Not do you if it's filling yeah. up your inbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you focus on tone when you're slacking people? Do you ever find that when you're um, asking a question or giving thoughts, it could be misread? Yeah, I think it, it for me, it highlights the need to to pause a little bit. So I, I try not to coach stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. but I encourage creatives and people to think stream of consciousness. Yeah. But if I'm going to ask them a question, I... I guess I'd, I'd sort of say it out loud to myself in my uh-huh. head would be mm. probably one tactic that mm-hmm. I would use. But, yeah, there are times where it, it could be seen out of context. So I think coupling it with Zoom yeah. and having an actual conversation with a person is really important. So it's not your only form of communication. Big emoji user? Do you use emojis? I, actually, I do dabble uh-huh. in an emoji. Gifts? I, I don't mind them. Gifts I think are quite yeah. fun too. Yeah, I'm yeah. quite an audio, audio, what do you call it? audio visual? Visual. Yeah. Visual yeah. communicator. Yeah. yeah. We don't really use it. No, no, I think it's great. (laughs) We've actually just started. um, We've got a Giphy account now, and we're um, we've got an account. Yeah, the Daily Talk Show Giphy account. Can I expect a gift from? Yeah, absolutely. We could do something if we could think of something funny visually to do. There was a good point where um, Pete looked over at me. And did like a <laughs> oh really? <laughs> what was I saying? Based on something you said, I don't know. I remember, we'll find yeah. it, but it was funny. I did give you a little look. We had a little moment, <laughs> forgetting the fact that it's actually all going to be on video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I analyze them after each episode, <laughs> yeah. so there'll be do body the language. Do you guys want to listen back? Nah, nah, can't fucking do it. It's a lot every yeah. day. Yeah, I've got worse as well. I think with them being now filmed is like I I can't sort of listen. I don't want to hear like. I don't know. We're just. I think that's why the pace at which we're doing them. I think if we did one a week, we'd yeah. be like, okay, yeah, where can we improve? Yeah, mm. yeah. we so can't because ours is one a week, and I, I often listen back and think, yeah. oh, I, I could improve on this and yeah. use it as a way to enhance skills of communication and listening. But every day would be a lot. I yeah. don't actually know how to um, how to manage that because part of it is if you listen, you can improve, right? But if you listen, you can also overthink. Yes. So maybe. I think that what ends up happening is, say, Mr. 97 will be finding snippets and just through that snippet finding, mm, yeah. whatever it lands on, I'll like slowly be like, oh, that was fucking weird or oh, I interrupted them there. Oh, and then so I'll yeah. slowly build up a database rather than the analysis. Like I feel like that's maybe a more natural way of listening to it, which is yeah. just dropping on a point and listening yeah. versus maybe hearing it from start so to finish. There's a lot more penny drop moments in the first 100 episodes, mm. 150 episodes, yeah. than there is at the moment. Yeah, Isn't but that absurd just to, just to say that out loud though, like 150 yeah. episodes? Well, well, up to 270. Yeah. yeah. The, the amount is actually is the growth, right? Uh, so the consistency of the five days is the difference. Like we would be – I listen to this other these two other dudes who have a podcast, and sometimes it sounds like they're just so emo and just so like <laughs> reflective, and just. But I'm, 
the reality is they do one every week yeah. or one every two weeks. Yeah. And we get like that. But then we follow it up with nothing yeah. like yes, that. There's four other ones but that's around the, it. The weird yeah. thing is that that's the promise they've set. So I yeah. sort of like it. I yeah. like being able to hear like, okay, this is – we know that we're going to get this honest format style. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that the tricky thing with us is whenever I think about an episode back – and then I think it, then someone will email us or reach out on social media or whatever it is. I'm like, what are those people thinking about this epi- like these different episodes? Yeah. I'm like, uh. this completely like our international audience has no idea about interscores yeah. or <laughs> like uh, local sort of foods and shit like that. Do you think, but they think that Mr. 97 is like a 97 year old man, exactly. <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> an old guy in the corner, Mate, like. tech guru at 97. <laughs> but so <laughs> I think that that is interesting. What I did hear from um, Scott Adams, who wrote Dilbert yeah. or like did the illustration, fascinating guy, quirky, quirky yeah. fucker. Yeah. I started. He he does a daily video thing on YouTube. Just talks to the camera. Yeah. Yeah, I read his book recently that yeah. explained why Donald Trump won the election. Oh, really? And it's because he's a trained persuasive persuader or yeah, hypnotist yeah. or something. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, Scott Adams, Adams, super quirky dude, loves having theories on everything. Yeah. He's done a Joe Rogan uh, episode. And um, yeah, but he, he was just, he's always, it's very political at the moment. So I don't watch it as much. Yeah. I just can't be fucked. But he, um, he was talking to Joe about being um, inconsistent in in your product will actually be um, better for you. So an really? example would be if you've got like a really great restaurant, yeah, and then one in ten isn't that good. Like meals, one in yeah, 10 one in, one in ten meals isn't that good. You actually end up becoming more addicted to that experience. Mm. So like I think about my favorite Mexican restaurant. And uh, mum and dad at Mexican Cantina, probably one out of ten times, they'd be like, oh, geez, the beef was too salty. <laughs> I was always like, this fucking great or whatever. But I reckon – but they kept going back. Yeah. And so it plays into it. So Scott Adams' point is that the the shit bits actually make a, a way more addictive than being good all the time. So he was sort of saying mm. that Trump's uh, – sort of fucking being all over the place yeah. and unpredictable nature is actually more addictive than, say, Hillary Clinton who was be con- was consistent, polished all the time. time. That's interesting. I wonder if it's got something to do with the fact that, like, as humans we can relate more to or we, we respond more to when we see that someone has a flaw yeah. and mm. is a human being and you're like, oh, I, I can connect with that because like, I'm, mm. I'm flawed too. Yeah. And it's actually, like, it's one of the things I love about your podcast. Mm. It's flawed. This is, this is not <laughs> No, but it's like you two, you, you live and breathe and embrace. Look down you, the barrel of the camera. You are. <laughs> this, is a, this is a testimony. Yeah, this is a testimony. <laughs> we'll no, you actually, I think you got, both do this really well. You embrace who you are, quirks mm. and all. Mm. Whereas a lot of other content producers present a certain image of themselves. And this is why I think a lot of people don't like Instagram or Instagram mm. celebrities or models is because we project a certain image of ourselves. Whereas yeah. you guys are like, yeah, we've got a bunch of really good thoughts and are really articulate in certain areas. Mm. But there's also a bunch of stuff where we're just talking about, you know, squeegees and random yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So like, I think that, I think like, I relate to that. Yeah. Like, you relate like, to the squeegee? Not the squeegee. not the squeegee. But I relate to like the flaws that we yeah. have. Yeah. Well, I think that it's probably part of the, Creating a medium or a system that allows for authenticity, which for us is daily. Mm. I can't fucking hide 
my flaws every day. <laughs> yeah. If it was once a week, tiring. I could bring a certain sort of element to it, right? Yeah, I could be choose. all like fucking just, it's a daily talk show, everyone, and be pumping up music and all that sort of shit. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, what have I just done? One, two, one, two. I managed to, um, why can't I hear myself? Hello, one, two. <laughs> See Hello. This is so this is where yeah, I, yeah. I fuck it. Hang on, stand by. Hang on. We're still definitely recording. <laughs> it's a nightmare. We can definitely, recording. I can still see. That's I mean, I can hear you if that helps. Yeah, yeah. Well, you We're can in the room. <laughs> Wherever, oh, maybe. Oh, that's what I did. I pressed the solo button on that track. That was a nightmare. So it literally Did you see just how much? I was literally, it's like a, in the a radio. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't fucking touch, but this yeah, is my what yeah, I tried definitely. to be zany. I was like, you know what? This is an opportunity. I'm going to fucking just do it. Off. I mean, you've but, got it there. You may as well try. But what I pressed was um, the solo button. Okay. So it's used. TJ, did you have that in radio? Like this, where you can you can basically listen to a track through your headphones, but it's not going <laughs> so out. it made you sound oh, so, even oh, more crazy. Actually, because they wouldn't have even heard it. <laughs> they what I did it. was I like played some fucking music. Anyway, oh, yeah, just like that. I hope it's so not coming through again. again. Yeah, it's, everyone's uh, everyone's hearing that now. But well, I, they'll just hear him just flailing. But the whole it's thing so was good. that I would love to do the, like, oh, it's the Daily Talk Show, everyone, and oh, happy Saturday. But yeah. th- that isn't authentic. I think it's funny. And every, but it, I do it nearly every morning. And yeah. 97 and TJ just like fucking eye rolling yeah. as I'm like testing out, the, testing out the audio. It fits the quirkiness of the rest of your yeah. character, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, we all know it's funny. Do you, um, have you changed your tone or how you do the show? What's been the learnings with the long and the short of it? I think probably the biggest learning is the value that you get from having those conversations and articulating mm. thoughts that mm-hmm. are unplanned and unscripted. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's the sort of thing that I think is valuable even if no one was listening is like having space and time to have a conversation with someone where you don't know what they're going to say. So you have to practice active listening. Mm. You have to listen mm. and then you have to challenge yourself to come up with a question or an assertion or an idea to present back. So the learning for me is how transferable podcasting is into every other aspect of mm. certainly my work. Mm. Is all of, A lot of my work is about listening, is about asking questions, is about thinking creatively. And that's literally what we do for 30 to 20, or 20 to 30 minutes mm. once a week. So I, I like that it's very transferable. Mm. I find it a bit more powerful than writing. Mm. In combination with writing, it's really powerful. But just the when I write, I'm thinking and then thinking about what I've written, but it's yeah. all still just this dialogue in my head. Yeah. Whereas when I've said it, yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah, I, I, I told a story recently to a friend who, and I was saying, oh, we don't really prepare. Like we don't do – we don't have notes. We mm. don't know what we're going to say. So I'm very much off the cuff. And mm. he's like, yeah, but also you've both already done the work. Like you're yeah. actually – it's almost improvisation based on the things that you already know and think. And I was like, that's quite a cool way of thinking about it. It's like improv. Yeah. No, I think the, the thing that I struggle with is working out how much – within a conversation – delivering something like the reason that I deliver something I feel like is to then create conversation to get the yes. other people to think and to have yeah. thoughts. Not that you want to cover off this, this, and yeah. this, but you're like, this could be a cool conversation. But yeah. But what I worry about is that it then I guess the difference is like when people think about an interview, it's very much like, Oh, here's a question and yeah. deliver it. Yeah. Whereas some, most of my questions come in like a random thought, which I think listening back can sometimes sound like, Super fucking self-absorbed. Yeah, but no, but I, I like it because I think the opposite of, you know, those podcasts or interviews you listen to mm. and the person has a list of questions and they mm. won't deviate from that list yeah. of questions even when the person they're interviewing just had this great story they're about yeah. to tell mm. and they like 
go this jarring transition over here. Yeah. I, I was, and I what's was more amazing is some of those podcasts are in the browse function. <laughs> yeah, top oh, yeah, top podcast. Top like five. I know. Yeah, but, yeah, I think that that, but I think that that's it's an appealing to some people. Yes. And so like it, ha- it serves a, a purpose. I think if we think about like the, doing, having a conversation and all that sort of stuff, I yeah. think it's slightly, yeah. slightly different. It's a different form of podcast, right? Yeah. Now, yeah totally. But uh, part of it too is I feel like maybe sometimes I need to elevate myself, like energy. Mm. Do, you, do you find that like in social situations, do you, like I almost like don a, not a persona or whatever, mm. but I feel like I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> have to go like a little bit like wacky and sometimes yeah. – like I feel like TJ, you pick up on it sometimes. Like, why the fuck are you being yeah, like that? Yeah, you're just surviving, bro. <laughs> just <laughs> you're crying in the toilets. <laughs> are you a bit more consistent? Do you think? Yeah, I definitely think yeah. so. But I, I, I definitely feel that there is something there, not an act, but yeah. it's just like an energy that you meet yes. the other energy with. Yeah, that's required at parties and stuff. So I can, I, like, I get in moments where I'm like, I don't want to talk. Yes. I don't want to have to be that guy yeah. of just. I just want to be by myself or yeah. be with my family. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, yeah. so I do feel that. And I think I've got more like that as I've got older. I was thinking the same thing as, yeah. as I get older, the, I find I have more of those yeah. moments where like, oh, I could, I could happily just yeah. stay at home tonight. And booze helps and you haven't been a boozer, Josh. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's like, you literally, it just, it gives you that. Are you much of a drinker, Pete? Uh, I, I would say I would maybe similar to Tommy in that, an I'm alcoholic. Less and less. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Okay. I'm probably somewhere in between both of you. Yeah. I'm, and I'm finding less and less yeah. that I drink. And yeah. more and more, I would rather sit at home and yeah. read a book or watch a documentary or something yeah. to be Book honest. wise, yeah. what are you reading at the moment? At the moment? Yeah. I'm Stephen reading, King. And I'm now I'm reading, I'm now reading Stephen King. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm reading a book by Dan Pink, mm-hmm. uh, which Seth actually recommended. And it's called. I've completely forgotten. It's called. He wrote Drive. He wrote Drive. Was it's called as in the movie Drive. No, it was a. There's a a um, book called Drive. Yeah, it's something it's like a, something to do with everybody as a salesperson or to sell as human. That's what it's called. Okay, yeah, yes, and yes. it's the premise is very much as you can imagine is like people, the salesmen have a bad rep. Mm-hmm. The idea of being a salesperson, and he has a bunch of research that basically proves that we're all salespeople. It yeah. is one of those books though that once you get you get the joke. Yeah. I feel like I don't need to finish the book because I'm like, I get it. We're all salespeople. What's the biggest technique though that you can take out of it? From the book? Yeah. I think, I mean, it emphasizes things that I'd already thought, which Mm -hmm. is to be a genuine, curious, empathetic human. Mm. That's the best sales technique is don't have an agenda. Don't force sales on people. Just be curious and ask questions and empathize with other people. And if you can, if they think you can help them solve a problem, mm. they will buy from you. If mm. they don't think you can help them solve a problem, they will not buy from you. If you're into network marketing, not the book for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, if you're into growth hacking. Yeah, yeah, you. definitely not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whiteboarding. Car salesman. No. <laughs> yes. why, why are all the ten X guys? They all have whiteboards, don't they? Have you noticed that? That they're always in front of uh, the whiteboard. We seem to be doing something. But it's whiteboarding <laughs> yeah. has beca- has got a brand problem because of all these marketers. Yeah. And now, like, if I see a video on LinkedIn and they've got a whiteboard, I'm like, these fucking. I guys. haven't seen these videos. Really, I love whiteboarding. So now I'm starting to question whether I'm one yeah. of these people. TJ, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of whiteboarders out there. Is there? That it, it looks the action of it. Looks like you're doing something. Yeah, it looks yeah. like you're getting shit done. A lot of yeah, funnels, drawing funnels. Yeah, maybe yeah, that's yeah. why I like it so much. Yeah, but maybe you are actually doing something and yeah. getting stuff done. I like to There's think. There's a lot of people yeah. not, that aren't. Peter yeah. Shepard. Thanks, uh, buddy. Thanks, thanks for coming buddy. on the show. What did you think of the video experience? 
it was fun. It was it was different. I actually I had to check myself this morning, make sure you know I didn't have something in my teeth and yeah. like just that's fuck. I should have told you you do. Just, <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> just that. no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know whether I'll watch myself back because yeah. I'll get a bit nervous. But I'm just looking forward to my fuck up because that was uh, whenever I get like I a genuine panic, actually, yeah. any yeah. genuine panic, I get hot. I d- wasn't actually sweating. Did which you get a bit of a sweat up? No, no, no sweat. Which I'm, is, I'm, the bit I'm good. looking forward to actually, I am going to watch it back because I want to see when I gave you the eye yeah. when, <laughs> when Josh said something and I can't remember yeah. what he said. He did and he walked off. I don't know. It was, yeah, yeah, we'll find yeah, it. Google we'll find human it. periscope if you want to see what Pete's up to. Check out his noodle. I mean, his noodles, all of his noodles. Because Peter Shepard, every time we I Google it, I um, either fuck up the spelling for one. Yeah, the shoe store. Yeah, yeah, that's what TJ <laughs> was saying. Street. Collins um, Street. It's Melbourne. Shoe store. We can work on it's search engine. My SEO. We can yeah. work on SEO with you. Okay, Absolutely. Like it's a daily talk show. <laughs> Hi, at the daily talk show.com if you want to send us an email. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. See you guys. Bye, guys. Yeah, thanks.